As Talib Kweli brings us in, welcome to podcast number 55 for Brothers Comics. I am your host, the producer. On the line tonight, I have the founders and our major contributor, the Sandman, on the line tonight. So we're going to say what's happening. Uh, brother, us, oh, brother, BOC. I was off already. Uh, Sandman, say what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Going off script, but we're back again. What's going on, y'all? Right. Uh, we also had the female perspective on the line tonight. Female perspective, say what's happening into your nice new microphone. Hola, what's up? And we also have the founder, it's Big Hutch. Big Hutch, say what's happening, my man. What up, what up? <laughs> <laughs> Why so down, Big Hutch? You're one week away from your home city, possibly making it, being in this, winning the Super Bowl, man. What, what, what's going on, man? You got somebody yeah, to man. at the airport? I got an STFU for that. We'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. That sounds, that sounds serious. Yeah. All right, so... It is, we're recording uh, in the middle of the Sunday afternoon, southeast of the United States is under kind of like a stormy rain, but cold. It's pretty cold. miserable looking outside. So, yeah, it was um, terrible this morning, yeah. It's cold. Yep. So I know I'm drinking. But Big Hutch, what <laughs> you drinking, my man? I'm drinking uh, the Rooster Wine, 47-pound Rooster Merlot. Excellent. Female perspective is the same. I am drinking an Appletini. Ooh, fancy. Mm, yeah. Is your pinky finger stuck in the air? No, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sandman, are you on that Arnold Palmer, man? Another lemonade. Yeah, you know, you know this, yeah, you know the Sandman ain't an aristocrat. I'm drinking that iced tea, baby. Happy to hell. <laughs> right, good to know. I am drinking a... Uh, a traveler of something, a lemon shandy, a traveler's beer, whatever. It, it's decent. Uh, can't really say that I love it, but I can't say that I hate it either. All right. So we'll clink a glass from a distance, clink the clink, before we get into the box office report uh, where female perspective is going to drop us down. But but first, again, as I always skip my notes, we got to give a couple of RIPs, Hutch. Hutch, uh, John Hurt died, man. What do you remember about John Hurt? I am a human being. <laughs> John Hurt, the, the elephant man. Yes, he passed. Yeah, the younger kids may not recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they may and they may not because didn't didn't Bradley Cooper play the elephant man on Broadway? I do believe maybe a few years uh, ago. Really? Yes, he Bradley did, Cooper. Initially on Broadway, David Bowie played the elephant man. He got rave reviews. Okay. Wow. So he no, I didn't know. I think uh, he may have originated it on Broadway, but yeah, he got rave reviews for that. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, John Hurt also probably most remembered by sci-fi fans as the uh, in Alien, where the the monster, the alien, comes out of his belly right, and runs out. Yeah. That's pro- that that's the pivotal scene for the yeah. <laughs> for 
that old franchise, but yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and did, didn't y'all have a story behind that when y'all saw, initially saw that movie? I was just about to tell it. <laughs> Let's do it, though. Let's do it. Because I know it's the same one, because if you know it, that means it's the same one. Go ahead, Hutch. <laughs> Who's going to tell the story? You got it. <laughs> uh, short story long, we ordered a, a large <laughs> extra <laughs> tomato sauce pizza for a what, like four quarters pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a 
she had her own production studio too, MTM. Yeah, um, she was a yeah, she was a big wig. She was kind of like Lucille Ball in a way. Yeah, because she had the same thing. Yeah, she'll be missed. I always liked her. I think she was married to Grant Tinker at some point. Yes, yes. She ran a studio, so yeah, she she had a lot of uh, clout. A lot of influence in the early seventies when women really didn't, you know. So she was a big wig. Yeah. And the character yeah. you know in what? and ever. Was, was the, one of the best movies I ever. I, well, I read the book and I saw the movie. And uh, Ordinary People. I was, right. I was supposed to read the book. But I did watch the movie and I liked her in it. Yeah, the movie. And it showed a different side of her because most people were used to her being, you know, the nice kind of. Yeah, you know, saccharine sweet. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sweet character. And in that movie, she was the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I know true, yeah. she was the, the character, not the actress. The character was no, 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 no. I understand what you're saying. Like the character on the show, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, was a big influence for Oprah. And there's like been a viral clip going oh, around, right. and Oprah finally met oh, her yeah, for the yeah, first yeah. time, and Oprah lost yeah. her, man. I mean, like literally, like oh, wow, really? believe she was in the same room with this lady. I mean, it was a big, big deal. Um, so yeah. So all right. Yeah, so we pull- said she was a big influence as to you know her going into you know newscasting and so forth, and for her she presented you know uh, the image of a female being able to succeed in in that um, industry. So right. yeah, that that right. occurs her a lot. Okay. And I can oh, yeah. she was she was a positive image for you know women in general, especially back then because you didn't see too many you know, single women working and so forth. So, and she was one of the few that they really showed on TV that was doing that. Right, right. Yeah, so we pour some out for Mary Tyler Moore and John Hurt. You get the Brothers Comics uh, salute. Uh, 2017, you're not starting off as strong as you did in 2016. You're definitely um, getting some momentum, though. Uh, so let's uh, let's kind of keep it down on some of the uh, super famous folks, 2017. All right, so that'll lead us straight into the box office report, um, where female perspectives will count us down for the top five movies. Um, let me drop this theme music. All right, so the box office report, uh, female perspective, will count us up from five to one of the movies that came out this week. No real, well, only one major um, widescreen release, and it did make it into the top five, although I'm not sure how successful it is. We'll talk about it in a second, though. Uh, From five to one, what was the number five movie in America, female perspective? Number five is still La La Land. It made $12 million, and yeah. 106 million thus far on a 30 million dollar budget. I uh, I didn't put the stop sign there in the syllabus, but somebody that we all know saw that movie this weekend. It wasn't me, uh, but somebody that we know that may be related to my children saw it this weekend. Um, her review said that it was good. You know, she liked it. Uh, she was actually surprised that female perspective had not seen it yet. Uh, because of your uh, affinity for musicals. Um, but it's she said that the movie was good. Yeah, she said the movie was good. I, I, 
check it out. So I'll probably check it out maybe this week. Okay. Yeah, she said it was good. Uh, I did not see it. Uh, what was number four? Number four is Resident Evil, the final chapter. Uh, that made $13.8 million, um, and off of a $40 million budget. I can't believe they can make those movies for so cheap. I have never mm-hmm. seen a Resident Evil movie. I have never played a Resident Evil video game. Uh, but I am a big fan of Mila whatever Ovich and her um, <laughs> looks. But I have never seen one of her movies. Now, Sandman, you are a Resident video game expert. Have you seen mm-hmm. any Resident Evil movies and or played the video game? Hell no, at least not to the uh, the movie. <laughs> y'all can y'all can hold on that, yeah, yeah. And I have no plans to ever watch that either. Uh, as far as the video game, yeah, uh, the very first one I played, and I didn't even beat it. But um, uh, there's a famous scene in Resident Evil, like when you're like you're controlling the character walking down a hallway, and these dogs jump through the damn uh, window. Uh, you walk past and chase you down the hallway. I was done after that. That shit scared the hell out of me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't do horror very well. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, two, a good, uh, it's a good game series mainly. I mean, they've had some goods in that too. But uh, as far as uh, the games, yeah, they're they're pretty good. They're, yeah, y'all can y'all can do something with their movies though. That that crap is <laughs> crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hutch, you are a fan of the horror genre and probably a fan of Mila whatever bitch. Have you seen any Resident <laughs> Evil movies or played yeah. the video game? Uh, I've seen some of the movies, uh, and I have played the video game on at least two or three different formats. I, I do remember the dog scene. I was the first one. Yes, that is scary. <laughs> and, uh, yes, but I do enjoy looking at Mila, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, what was that movie called? <laughs> uh, the, the movie element. was Spike yeah, Lee. Fifth oh, The Fifth Element. Okay. Now, The Fifth yeah. Element, was that before um, the Spike Lee basketball movie? Because she's in that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's before. that was before it, I believe. Okay. Yeah. He Got Game. I couldn't I couldn't recall yeah, that. Um, right. Yeah, she's right. in He Got Game. She's the prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah The Fifth Element. Yeah, that mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. as a matter of fact, I'm trying to get the video game from Resident Evil for the PS4. It's got a great uh, virtual reality scene that I enjoy showing to people. <laughs> yeah. he, he, enjoys, he enjoys making people uncomfortable trying to play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a surprise either. All right. Uh, what was the number three movie in America? Female Perspective. Hidden figures uh, that made fourteen million, and it's made a hundred and four million thus far off the twenty-five million dollar budget. So it's doing nice. very, very good. Doing very well. Um, we'll stop sign mm-hmm. here too for a quick second, although I didn't put it in there. Uh, Oscar nominations came out this week. Um, Hidden figures is nominated for best picture, as is Fences, uh, as is Moonlight. Uh, so three predominantly African-American uh, movies and pictures are all nominated out of the, uh, I think there are seven movies that made it in the, of the possible ten for best picture. Um, so that's I did great. See, I did see Moonlight. Um, oh, okay. And I, and yeah, we can I talk. That. Mm-hmm. You didn't? Mm. I did. I did. Oh, enjoy yeah. It. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, that's some quality filmmaking right there, man. And a, a movie that, 
I mean, let's be real and put it on the table, a movie that a lot of probably African-American people maybe not be ready for um, because of the subject matter. Yeah, yeah there you go. And so people not ready for that subject matter, but the movie, the movie is beautifully well done. Um, yeah, I mean, it is. It's very, it's very well, you know, filmed. The cinematography and everything is great. I mean, it yeah. definitely adds an ambiance to it. Um, right. So yeah. Yeah, it touches on every Oscar button as well. Uh, I mean, you you can totally see why it's won a lot of awards. Repeat that. There's a Holocaust in it, and there's well, not, okay, maybe not every button. Sorry, well, it it, it has a lot of. It has a lot of characteristics that help movies to win Oscars. So yeah, it it it's yeah, it's a good movie. I I definitely enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it, it's a good movie. Uh, but yeah, it did get that. Um, if you look at the categories for Oscars, I cannot pronounce. I, I keep calling him Cotton Mouse because I just can't say his name. Uh, oh, Ali. Marshala. Marshala. Yeah, Marshala. Marsha. Ali, yeah. Hey, I practiced saying his name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he um he nominated for best supporting actor for Moonlight. Uh, uh, Viola Davis, best supporting actress for Fences. Um, the there's a lady in I can't remember, recall her name. Is it is it Ruth Naga? Ruth Naga, uh, yeah, best supporting yeah. actress in uh, I forget for which movie. She, for which one? Oh, okay. It's yeah, about, I got um, you know, the uh, uh, interracial couple that, that went to yeah. the Supreme Court because um, they weren't in legally the, allowed to be married. Yeah, and right, they, in the 50s, yeah. 60s, whatever it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, uh, Denzel's up. Mahershala Ali. Got you. Okay. <laughs> right. Cotton mouth. Uh, it's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's his, uh, Denzel's up for best actor in Fences. Um, feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Uh what was shocking to me is that for for at least from hidden figures is that um uh Taraji didn't get uh a best actress nomination. That was very surprising. I was but surprised then, by that also cuz she did a, a really really good job in that movie. I mean Right. Yeah. And I, then, I, I was I was shocked she didn't she wasn't nominated also. Octavia Spencer was nominated yeah. but Mm-hmm. I thought Taraji should have been nominated as well. And I, yeah, for yeah, Octavia Spencer's for best supporting, but I thought that um the singer lady, what's her name? Um Janelle Monet, I thought oh, that she, I thought her Monet, role yeah. was as big as Octavia Spencer's in there and she should have gotten a nomination for best support and action. Yeah, um that's true. So and she was, it also was surprising. Well, I just just thought about that first both her and Mahershala Ali were in Moonlight <laughs> and um, Hidden Figures. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's, um, again, good movies. Uh, we'll see how it pans out. You know, it looks, you know, that early buzz is that La La Land is looking at one of those major sweeps amongst categories. I hope not. Um, from the minutes of it that I saw, you know, I ain't really down with musicals too much. So I was like, man, shit. So um, I kind of let it go. <laughs> I can't let it go, but that's just me. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, I know you're not down with musicals, but if you have a chance, definitely get or listen to the soundtrack from Hamilton. I, mean, I know you've been. That, that is an exceptional <laughs> musical. I can't. 
I can't rave about it enough because it actually lives up to the hype. There are very few things to do, but that musical does live up to the hype. Okay. Right. You've been you've been pumping it for three podcasts now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a I'm not and I'm not dissing, I'm just saying you I mean, you obviously are, you know, are really enjoy that soundtrack. So I mean oh, like, I'm I perfectly really fine. It must be it must be good. Yeah, okay. that is correct. Good to know. All right. Uh <laughs> what was the number two movie? Uh, number two would be A Dog Purpose, which made $18.3 million off of a $22 million budget. Yeah, that's the movie where uh, there was some leaked footage and that PETA got uh, about how the dogs might have been treated during the filming of the movie, and there was a bunch mm-hmm. of protests to it, uh, but it still made a bunch of, I think it might be one of them Christian movies or whatever, too. I'm not really sure. Um, I didn't pay any attention to it. Um, so... Yeah, I, that's the only thing that I know about it, about the little bit of a protest about how the dogs were treated, uh, whatever. White people love dogs. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> keep on talking. Yep. Keep on talking. Fuck that. All right, and what was the number one movie in the world? Number one, again, for the second week would be Split. That made $26 million. And it's made seventy-seven million thus far off of a nine million dollar budget. That's Damn. really good. Nine million dollars. Hey, Hutch. Hutch. Shama Lama is coming back, bro. You ready? Shama Lama Dingo. coming back, Hutch. That's the movie by Shama Lama Dingo. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> he coming back, man. Get back on the bandwagon. Uh. I, I jumped off that wagon and rolled up, got my hands split, and fell off the other side of the mouth. <laughs> I'm done, though. So I ain't giving him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I also saw it didn't make the top five again to tell you the awfulness, and we might have been correct about at least one prediction about uh, a Vin Diesel's Triple X remake. I think it made, like, Eight million dollars over the weekend. Yeah, it's probably got like a thirty-three million dollar, thirty-three million dollars yeah. over its two weeks. Five million dollar budget, so yeah, struggling to make back its budget. Yeah, again, but it, it'll be big in Europe because Europeans yeah. love crap. So it yeah, they love that crap. Yeah. Now, will there it'll be a, a quadruple X? Probably not. Uh, but <laughs> you never know. Uh, it's just again, stay in your lane, and it's a fast and furious lane. Just stay there, man. Nobody trying to see your freaking anti-denying melanin ass. <laughs> so, um, anyway. All right, I'm done. All right, so that ends up the box office report. Um, and we'll go straight into blurred notes. Let me hit my sounder again for blurred notes. All right. Uh, Blur Notes is our six-pack of questions, but this week we actually have seven, and I cut it down from ten because it seemed like there was a lot going on, and we might side-angle side on a couple of topics here. But uh, the guys will pick numbers from one through seven this time, uh, and I'll give them their topic, and they'll get a chance to speak, and we'll go around the table. Um, 
I did have one of these questions is from uh, one of our uh, followers, listeners, wanted to, us to talk about one of the topics. So when that comes up, I'll drop his name um, when, that, when we get to that one. All right. So ladies always go first, female perspective, number one through seven. I'll go with two. Number two. This is right up your alley. Uh, the CW announced that Josh Schwartz and somebody else is going to do a Dynasty reboot. Looking to reboot Dynasty uh, in the fall of 2017, so it's in like that pre-production stage. Um, were you a fan of Dynasty, and I does it need a remake? Dynasty. I did watch Dynasty back in the day. Um, I don't know if them doing a remake is a good idea because I mean that that show was good for the time period that it was created. And as you, as we've all found out with all the remakes, they don't quite live up to the original or, I mean, they they don't capture or they don't quite capture what the original did. So mm-hmm. remaking it for, you know, this particular time period, I think, is, is going to be risky. And, okay. I mean, to be honest, I doubt very seriously if I'll watch it, but, yeah. Okay. Hutch? Dynasty memories. I, for some reason, I do have memories of Dynasty, and I don't know why. But yes, <laughs> um, I mean, I did. I know the Carringtons. I know that one family. That is correct. Um, Blake Carrington. Yes, that is mm-hmm. correct. Uh, Alexis, or that is correct. Yeah. Remember Diane mm-hmm. Carroll was on there once, or Diane Carroll. Dominique Devereaux. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> Sound like a super villain. Yeah. Also, the blackest name you. Also, the blackest name you could have given a character on that show. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, so I, I kind of remember the bad stuff. I remember when uh, when Rock Hudson was on there, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then they then he was on there, and then that's when I heard about the big evil little name. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's my memory. I'm, I'm, I can remember when they all went to a ski resort and the terrorists came in and shot up everybody. And I guess everybody signed a new contract. Now. <laughs> 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 that was got killed off found that they, they were no longer uh, going to be on the show. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Their contract was no longer renewed. Yeah, Dynasty was huge on the cliffhanger. I remember that one completely where yeah. they got shot up at the wedding. And I think one of his Blake characters, the blonde new wife, not the one that was played by Joan Collins, the blonde new wife, I think oh, was from Dayton. The character was Lynn. from Dayton because she, yeah, she dropped like a reference to it, you know, because she was like this, you know, kind of country bumpkin or whatever. And there's mm-hmm. a guest line about her in there being from Dayton. I was like, damn! Oh, so <laughs> it's just our they, city. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. I, I remember didn't that. Yes. All right. Sandman Dynasty memories. Yeah, I was actually kind of a minor fan of the show, believe it or not, when it first came on. Uh, it's, um, the main memories I have of it, of it were uh, Linda Evans. Was the, yeah, Linda Evans. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, was it in Crystal? What's that? <laughs> you were a fan? Yeah, I used to watch it. I mean, the first. The first uh, season, I think, or so anyway, uh, when Alexis, you know, was at the prime of her powers, uh, I guess you could say. Um, 
Um, the main thing I remember was like them damn soda pads they all had in them. Or, you know, <laughs> uh, it's like she could, like, you know, go out and play Lyman, you know, for the Bengals or something. Uh, mm. God knows they could, they could use her. But um, that and um, for whatever reason, I remember uh, Blake Carrington. That was the uh, the patriarch of the family, the, the millionaire. I remember uh, the, one of the cliffhangers he was talking about. She uh, he choked the living shit out of uh, Alexis. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing I ever saw in my damn life. Another well, another thing about the show was that um, Alexis and um, the character. Uh, uh, what, what was the character's name played by uh, Linda? Um, hey, what's her last name? Evans. Linda Evans. Yeah. What was mm-hmm. her character's name? I can't think. Crystal. Crystal. Was it Crystal? Okay, yeah, yeah. Alexis and Crystal would always fight. Um, yeah, those were always classic episodes. Yeah, right. yeah, they had more than a few of those. So. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh-huh. I, I think what you were saying at the beginning is that that show pretty much represented the 80s at its finest. Right, yeah. And so, yes, like, very much. giving it a 30-plus year reboot, it might, it'll might it lose something. It's kind of like the Dallas reboot that was on TNT a couple of years right. ago, too. Oh, wow, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. 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 And that, that was on, and Larry Hagman was alive then, and, you know, and, so, and Bobby, I guess, was alive. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I would assume that some of these people made their appearances on that show. And I'm thinking to myself, right. who is who is famous enough and alive that was on Dynasty that w- anybody would give a fuck about? Like, I'm like Joan Collins. Is Joan Collins alive? Joan Collins. Yeah, I think she is. Okay, she alive. Uh, but Blake, Blake Carrington got to be dead. Oh, Linda he's got to be gone. Linda Evans is dead, I think. Yeah, I think she's gone too. Linda Evans Linda is dead. Evans is still alive too. <laughs> she is? <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh my God. And she must have been out of the limelight. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, nobody can. She's been out yeah. of the limelight for a minute. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess Falcon's Crest will be next. You know, I mean, it's yeah, just, you know. Yeah, it's just reboot. Was that, a, that was on Falcon's Crest, wasn't it? I don't. I didn't watch Falcon's No, oh, I don't know, man. I I don't. And I I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, our our rental units might have watched it, you know, kind of on the sly or whatever. But I don't think it was anything that was in the queue all the time for them. So they were much more daytime soaps than nighttime soap people. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm mm. I'm a hard pass on Dynasty. I won't see it. And plus, it's done by like one of those dudes that does the OC and all that stuff. So it'll be done. Oh, hell no. Hell no. It's a hard, hard pass. Right. All right. Yeah. It's going to be a struggle to watch more than likely. Yep. All right, Big yep. Hutch, one through seven, not two. I'm still number one. That's right. He always takes number one. <laughs> and this is a question by uh, from Clement Lewis on, on Facebook. He follows us on Facebook. What's happened to Clement? Hey, um, his question was, what do you think about the Black Panther and the casting and the filming. It just started filming in Atlanta this week, actually, this past week. Uh, starting the filming for Black Panther comes out in 2018. Uh, I mean, pretty much every black actor of note, especially of the under 40 set, is definitely in this movie. So what do you think about Black Panther? It's black casting and it moving forward as a successful movie because literally it will be the blackest movie ever made, literally, <laughs> and, figure, yeah. and figuratively, <laughs> but literally the blackest big-budget movie ever made, Hush. 
this will be very interesting to see um, to when it gets created and will it appeal to the uh, general audience? White people, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think, but look at all the actors that's in it. You know, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Luongo. I mean, it's everybody. Angela Bassett's in it now. Uh, old yeah. Crooked Eye is in it. Um, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Uh, female perspective. Don't make me do that. Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker is Forrest in it. I think I, I think that's, I saw somewhere. That's a shame I, that you guys referred to him as that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You're a great actor, but man, he ain't. He that, is a that's great a actor. Trademark. You got that crooked eye. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. sleepy eye. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. But did you guys have to reference him uh, according to that? I mean, yes, I mean, we all know that he does have that characteristic, but I think he's better than that. We're entertaining on this podcast. Is he? Yes, he is. Uh, So anyway, we're going to skip over him now. We're definitely going to skip over him now. Um. So, I mean, I saw, like, uh, the lady from the Cosby show, the mom from the Felicia Rashad. Uh, Felicia Rashad. Be, uh, Felicia Allen, excuse me. Felicia Allen's going to be in it. Uh, I mean, that every top black actor, short of Denzel and Viola Walker and Octavia Spencer, whoever's Viola nominated Davis. for these movies. Yeah, I mean, Viola Walker. Yeah. Uh, not Lord yet. Not in it. Not yet, but... Not I mean, yet. And it's, like, and it's, you know, I mean, the movie is set in Wakanda, uh, uh, a you know, a fictional, fictional African nation, you know, I mean, most of the people in the cast go fail the brown bag test. I mean, they're pretty dark, too. Like, <laughs> y'all are making so, the so blackest movie that, ever. That they run the risk of this movie being overcrowded and oversaturated and them not allowing them to develop the characters enough so that you would care about them. I mean, because it does sound like it's a bit overcrowded at this point. Um, I don't think so because I don't know who's gonna take shine from Shatala, really. There's nobody there to take his shine. There'll be other yeah. characters that are in it, but I don't think anybody's big enough to take the shine off Black Panther. Um, Sam man, what do you think? Um, it's gonna be really interesting to see because I mean we're all anticipating it, but it, you know it's gonna be revolutionary that it's uh, yeah obviously a very black movie and also it's got to be a marvel movie too so you know it's got to still make that benchmark for action and um but i mean hell i mean every like you said every black actor pretty much huh who's the villain gonna be well claw Um, is scheduled to make some sort of appearance in it Um, eric killmonger Uh, it's probably gonna be like a partnership between them two or something like that it usually happens um yeah, Claw, I think, is his traditional well, not, not maybe not even traditional, but one of his villains that uh, he's gone against in the past. So, uh, and I mean, they already set it up in uh, Age of Ultron. He already had his hand cut off or whatever, so he'll have some right. kind of sound device or something on his hand, from uh, mm-hmm. probably from uh, vibranium, which, of course, is in Wakanda on this one. So, I mean, hell, every black actor in the damn world is in this thing, except for uh, actually Samuel L. Jackson is the only one I didn't see. On the cast, yeah. how the hell that? Well, that's shocking. That is really yeah. shocking. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe FedEx hadn't delivered that check yet, but once it gets there, he'll sign it. He'll be in it. He'll be in it. You got to worry about that. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, it's gonna be big. I'm looking forward to it. And what? Yeah, and what I, if Benjamin will make a cameo? 
Well, Captain America's already been to Wakanda, so there's the right. possibility for Cap. Um, you know, I would assume Iron Man is a possibility as well. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Downey Jr. is a good on well, spot checks and big checks. Uh, side in, in the Civil War, so yeah, I see Iron Man making an appearance. Yeah, yeah, so I mean somebody's gonna somebody will have to make that appearance to connect the movies. But it's also a movie that's going to be the last Marvel movie before the Infinity War as well. So it has to bridge that gap between Mar- that and the Infinity War too. So I mean this is it's a big that's deal. Huge. They're putting a lot of chips on on the Black Panther, you know, Ryan Coogler, you got the black director too. I mean, it's a big deal. Um and you know, you kinda hope that they give it the respect that it's due, um, because if they don't, you know, we won't be seeing any other movie. We won't be seeing Black Panther two if they fuck it up. So, um, <laughs> That's the truth. It, it's 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 very it's very important. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm nervous, and I'm you know, and we freaking a whole year away from the movie starting. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So yeah, Black Panther. All looking forward to it. Love the cast. Nothing else. All right. Uh, <laughs> Sandman numbers one through seven, not one or two. Uh, lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Oh, right up your alley. Brian Singer is set to direct the X-Men TV pilot show. Uh, Fox is developing a, a an X-Men TV show. Um, there's been news about it that's been coming out for a while. And um, they got Brian Singer to direct the pilot for the show. And as a connected piece is that they're going to be looking at mutants from the human perspective. Okay, so it's not a show about the mutants. Mm. It's a show about humans dealing with mutants. Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess that's my cue. Um, I'm in the name of God. Will they will, will they not ever walk away from Brian Singer? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I mean, I, can't I don't know quit if you. Yeah, I, got, oh, I can't quit you. Oh, Jesus, man. I mean. This is actually, you know, when I heard the synopsis, I was like, well, this is actually kind of a interesting view of, you know, if they have the, the human aspect of it for a change besides, you know, the mutants themselves is usually the perspective you see it through in the stories and in the movies. Um, I don't know why they feel necessary to include Brian Singer into this. He, as far as I know, he has no TV background uh, that I've heard of. Uh, but, I mean, they gotta they got to stay with him, they feel like. I don't know. And... I'm very skeptical, as I am with majorly anything with Fox, because hashtag Fox going to Fox. Back going to Fox. And they're trying to shoehorn this into the X-Men somehow. I mean, I mean, which X-Men? First of all, hell, the movies are so just this jumble. We don't even know who the hell would show up if they did. And, I heard, um, heard, the work, heard the working title was, fuck you, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it, so... Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch it to see what's going on. Because they know Disney wants his property, like, seriously bad. Oh, yeah, well, but that's true, but uh, Disney and Fox had to do some uh, quid pro quo uh, to uh, let Fox do this in the first place. And, I mean, the the big rumor is that Fantastic Four is going back to Disney eventually. They just can't acknowledge it yet. That's the big rumor anyway, but... Uh, they let them, they're actually joining them on this venture with these TV shows. At least uh, there's some kind of uh, Marvel um, influence in it. So who knows what oh, that is. But, oh, yeah. so this is going to have part of the, the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't, they couldn't do it by themselves. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the rights. So, 
I don't know. Oh. It'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. Uh, kind of going back to blurred note number one. If the Fantastic Four were going to make an appearance in a Marvel movie, it would really make sense for them to show up in the Black Panther movie because of the shared history yes. of the characters and whatnot. Yeah, so uh, just kind of putting that on the table as something that, like, oh, now I can see it if there's some shared little universe there. Uh, Hutch, I can hear your background stuff about the X-Men on TV and Disney and whatnot. Are you, see, I, I don't even anticipate you watching that show as much as you like the X-Men. You are correct, Phil. Right. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't. It, I don't. I don't know. I. I Sam and you were like, oh, it's interesting from the human perspective and instead of the mutants. We tuning in for the X Men. I ain't t- tuning in for the men. Like, I, like that's like. <laughs> like I need the X part. Like I don't care what the humans think about it. Like I yeah, they're gonna have to do something show. to keep us. Right. Yeah, they're gonna have to do something to keep us involved. Yeah. Right, this, this could be like Gotham with no Batman. Yeah, right, exactly. I don't watch that shit either. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we didn't, nobody's tuning in for that. That's why you know, I mean, some people like Agents of Shield, but I mean, I I need some real heroes on there, not some low rent, whatever, folks. So like, <laughs> I need that to happen, like on the. It's gonna be more than whatever. But and that is such a Fox move too. But yeah, let's give them Gotham. Like nobody cares about shit without Batman in. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, and that's yeah, that's struggling as it is. Yes, it is. So, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, I'm I'm down with I'm not down with that. Singer can go kick rocks, man. He's done enough damage already, man. That's <laughs> like just move on, man. We all need to break up, go to different states. Family, um, yeah. we're good. Yep. All right. Back to the top female perspective. Not one, two, or seven. Blur note. Uh, let's go with six. Number six. It is reported that the WB Warner Brothers has sent the Flash movie, uh, the solo Flash movie, back to the rewrite table on the script. Um, It has had now three directors that have been on and off the project. It is currently director-less, and it is scheduled to be coming out, I believe, in 2018. So the Flash, single movie, no director, script back to to the table. What do you think? Well, my issue with the Flash is, first of all, they're not using the same actor that plays the Flash on TV. I think that would be a good way to tie it into the rest of the universe, but since they're not doing that and they're going with a totally different actor, I think that's an issue, first of all. And secondly, if it's going back to the drawing board, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Three, well, it'll be yeah. the third time now. So, uh, Big yep. Hutch, Flash is your favorite character in the DC Universe. His movie, I, my thing that I don't like about it, uh, real quick, is that they got him dressed up like a Power Ranger. Like, he's in some sort of metal suit. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah, I hate that costume. So, yeah. It's awful. So, Hutch, Flash, back to the table. I don't, I mean, I think the TV show is doing as best it can with the character. I, uh, a big budget movie when you have also a, a show on TV. That's, that's too much double dipping, you know. Um, and then you're using a totally different actor. I mean, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes too much sense. I mean, it's, the, it's, this is head down the same road as camping, ain't it? Um, <laughs> it's a possibility. Um, you know, it is a possibility. They do have their actor cast already, the same as Gambit does. But no right, no no director, no start date, no I mean nothing. Um, I think there's probably a little bit more faith probably in the Flash than Gambit at this point. But 
you know, that's, that's the tomato-tomato situation at this point. Like, I think the Flash actually works probably best of all of their other heroes with his power set that would show well on the big screen. It shows well on the little screen. It should show well on the big screen, too. I think it would work given, you know, uh, you know the proper treatment or whatnot. Sam, man, what do you think about the Flash going back to reshoots or rewrites? Yeah, this I think you had the, what, the third director now, and the, the third one was actually, um, yeah, Rick Famuyiwa, uh, mm-hmm. who I actually thought was Chinese at first, or Japanese from that name, black. but he's actually black. Uh, yeah, he he was on the he was only on the project for like I don't know, it felt like a couple of weeks, and he says like, yeah, I'm out, yeah, real quick. Mm-hmm. So they got some issues going on. That well, I guess that script was to be a mess because yeah, nobody could do anything with it. I guess, and they went back to a, what they call a page one rewrite. Which basically mm-hmm. means, yeah, they trash the old they, uh, script. So yeah, this ain't coming. Looks like they're starting over. You know. Yeah, they're starting over. Scratch. This ain't coming out in 2018. So I don't know no, what that means. No, it's got no shot for 2018. No, no, they can say that all they want. It ain't coming out in 2018. Uh, I don't know I'm what this sorry. means. The DC Can script. You know. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Two. A Gambit and Flash movie? Yeah, two on one right here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I don't yeah, know, man. No. They, uh, I would be more interested by far to see Flash than Gambit, but uh, yeah, they got uh, DC, man. They they got they got to clean it up because this doesn't yeah. nothing problems on this side. Yeah, they got to get DC's, that stuff right. DC stains are out there like, oh, well, this is a good idea because you know there was too many chefs in the kitchen, and this director taught this thing, and this director brought this thing, and he brought in here, so this is going to start it over from scratch, and everything will be fine. I'm like, whatever, nigga. Um, <laughs> start, <laughs> starting multi-million dollar movies over from scratch ain't no good idea. It never is. Uh, so, yeah, that's never a good idea. Uh, so y'all be good luck with that. Y'all can have that one too. Uh, so. Yeah, all right. So the Flash is speeding in the speed force into oblivion, probably. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It, it's so funny, though. Everything with DC is built on this year. Whatever happens with DC is built on whatever happens with Wonder Woman and then Justice League. If if either and or both of them, like, shit to bed, then you don't have to worry about none of these other movies anyway. Like, it, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> D- DC, was, DC was set up for a Batman for Superman. And that shit failed. Right. And, and yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Set up is right. Back up Set up Right. Yeah. You still got Zack Snyder and Charles. Yeah. That's yeah. You platform again. You had Suicide Squad. That just pretty much. Yeah. It was like downhill from there. So, yeah. yeah it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this, but um, expectations are not very high. Yeah. I'm and people are doing. Well, but they're, I mean, people confuse making money with being good. I mean, both of them made money, but neither one of them were any good. Well, of course, they're going to make money. Exactly. They have a built-in audience. I mean, there are going to be people who go to see this regardless of how bad it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Hutch. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Mr. Sandman. Oh, Inside joking. Uh, it ain't inside if they listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't uh, never gonna be a get out, get out of that. Yeah, you get out of that one, bro. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Um, <laughs> the big hot today, not numbers one, two, or six or seven. Or seven. Yeah. So we're at uh, three, four, and five. Three is a magic number. Oh my God, you are so odd. Hey, 
the new edition miniseries uh, premiered on BET this week. It's a show of hands, not really, of uh, who actually watched it. I watched it. My hand is in the air. Anybody else? Bueller? Bueller? I did not, I did not watch it, but I plan to watch it. It is in the queue. So, uh, okay. yeah, maybe by the next podcast, I will have watched it just a minute. Uh, yeah, I lived here. it, so I don't need to watch it. You lived it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you the seventh yeah. member of New I was there with the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, man. I didn't hear Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Chris. I didn't hear that, man. <laughs> yeah. Throwing off the river. Throwing off the river, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I'm sorry, the <laughs> we got to change up the damn song for Hutch, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll edit it out. We, we grew up listening to Popcorn Love and all that stuff. Is it ABC? What was their other song, man? They had lots of songs. I mean, they, they got lots of songs. One of their first hits. I know they have lots of songs, but. Who was one of their first hits? Well, that's popcorn Love uh, is probably the first one. Who was the other one? Um, dang, now, of course. I mean, which one? I mean, yeah. Jealous <laughs> Girl, you got, I mean, I mean, they got all kinds of hits. My name is Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. So, I mean, the, and we're going to get into that here in a second, too. As our resident, you know, okay, music hey. expert. <laughs> As our resident music experts, uh, you two on the on the other side there. Um, let's talk about one. I, I saw the movie, so I mean, I'll I'll send this. One, I ain't watched BET in a minute, like years, maybe close to ten. I ain't watched BET for anything, you know. Since I stopped watching, is, is Big Ticket still on Rap City? Is there still Rap City? Like I have no idea, okay. So I don't watch BET, and so I'm sitting down to watch it, and I'm like, okay, where is BET on my freaking cable dial? And then two, like, all right, like BET, they started the movie off with seven minutes of the show, and then like ten minutes of commercials, man. I was like, damn. Oh, man. I mean, and so it was a. It was a three-day, two-hour miniseries. They could have cut it down with the commercials. It could have solidly been two nights and two days for sure. They didn't definitely need the third night. But basically, to wrap it up, they was broke. They made some songs and got famous. They got screwed by the record company two times, two times. Um, Damn. They broke off. Bobby left. Bobby was on cocaine and other things and had plenty of baby mamas. And uh, then, you know, the group picked up Johnny Gill, made a mature record, became famous again, Belle Biv DeVoe, now you know. That's pretty much the story. <laughs> um, that's pretty much the story. I just told it to you in 35 seconds. They did freak six hours of it. Um, but it's actually really well done. I don't uh, don't take that for the quality of it. It's, it's not like the Aaliyah biopic on Lifetime or no shit like that. It's actually very well done. So, um, but my my so overall. You would, say, you would say that it is worth watching, or yeah, it, absolutely, you know, it yes, absolutely, yes. If you can catch yeah. it on something that has it, uh, I mean, that was my thing, and I was getting into it with some people on on uh, on Twitter or whatever. Is that like their story, as famous as they are? I, I think it's probably bigger than a BET 
movie. Like you could have made a two yeah. hour, two and four, two hour forty five minute biopic in a big screen version. Because I know when the freaking NSYNC movie come out or New Kids on the Block, it's gonna it ain't gonna be on MTV. It's gonna be on goddamn in the movie theater. And they bigger than them. I mean, not bigger, but they better than them. Like I, I, that's what I was gonna say. Hutch, how come New Edition ain't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a joke, right? <laughs> no, that's not no joke. No, no. Now hold up. If they, NWA, they got, no, no. Wait a minute. Hold up. If got, NWA is in the is in the in the Rock exactly. and Roll Hall of Fame, how the hell is New Edition not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? NWA yeah. made more of a contribution to music than uh new. Okay, new kids on the block. They knew it. Oh no! <laughs> nah, I disagree wholeheartedly on this. Oh my goodness! Mm. Their their group themselves and their side projects as a whole is completely influential on all freaking boy bands that came after them, as well as the like the adult contemporary like R and B that came after them. Uh, uh, this is this is all you need to know. Uh, ask Brother Beavis. Can he does can he name any new edition songs? That, yeah, that he might not be. Well, that's hold up, he might not be. A, he might not be a. And there you go. I think that's your answer. He might not be a fair representation because he knows black. But, but still, yeah, <laughs> he's had some black influence. That's a good point because Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, they cross over. Of any members on uh, New Edition, oh, okay. But you just okay. So you say you saying you saying those same white people don't know Do Me Baby or Poison? Come on, they, man. they don't know my prerogative. Yeah, they don't know my prerogative and all that. Come yeah. on, man. They, I, they, I, they, I, they I do know the chronic. They do know all the Mike Cube and all the NWA songs. They sure do. Yeah. I agree. I, 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 mean, I disagree. That is the difference. I, I disagree. The long, their longevity of their career in their field of, you know, hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that one. What was that joke? <laughs> he said his name is Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. Uh, you are the light skinned one. All right. Um. But, <laughs> um, I actually, Ronnie like man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the hell? But I'm just saying, I, 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 I just, <laughs> I, uh, I was, I was just thinking that they, I, I, I think they're, in my opinion, that I think their influence was longer than that and longer than a new, uh, a BET movie. I mean, uh, it is what it is, I guess, at that point, but the movie is actually well done. They could have been cut to two nights instead of three, but it's actually well done. Um, I I have no I had no real issues or problems with it in, in and of itself. So yeah. Good to know. That's a whole nother topic. We can't do this on because this podcast will be two hours long about debating that rock and roll hall of fame thing. But we'll leave it at that. Yeah, no worries. Let the view let the listeners decide. All right. Um nah, blurt note number is that it? No, four and five. No, Sam man, you have to take five because I don't know anything about this. Uh, blurred note number five okay. is that Marvel made a pack, uh, a, a pack. I know you posted on it on the Facebook about a 
they made a partnership mm-hmm. with some video game company that I'd never heard yeah. of to make an Avengers video game. And I know oh, you, heard you, had, you had made a post about it that you knew more about this than I do. So go ahead and go. Is, is this a good idea? Uh, yeah, Square Enix. Uh, you ever heard of Final Fantasy? Yeah, they I uh, make Final Fantasy. They make Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a very good deal because uh, one, there's never been a good Avengers game. There's been a janky as '80s game. They kind of passed <laughs> off as the Avengers, but um, yeah, they actually had some and had an Avengers game that was actually looked decent. Uh, THX back in the what's well, not THX? What was that company? Um, I forget the name, but they went bankrupt. Long THQ and THQ. Thank you. And yeah. They, they went bankrupt while they were making an Avengers game that looked promising and it never came out. And so we've never had one. I was always shocked that for the um, the movie, the Avengers, when it came out as big as it was, that they didn't capitalize on that with the game. And this is more than just the Avengers. I guess this is mainly, you know, Spider-Man, the whole Marvel universe, probably the X-Men too, because Fox don't have no control over that. So uh, THQ is a very, uh, it actually it's Crystal Dynamics, which is, under THQ, and they're going to be developing uh, the Avengers game, the first one that comes out anyway. And I guess they have a uh, multiple game um, contract with them. So uh, this is a good thing. They're, uh, they have uh, quality games. So this ain't no podunk video game company. It's a good thing. Okay. This is a good thing. All right. Yeah, I, um, sounds exciting. I'm sure my son will want to buy it and play it. Uh, and then he'll be sending messages to his uncle to play with him online. So, uh, yeah, that'll be a good thing. All right. I'm going to take this last one here, and only because I know this is going to start a debate just like our new edition debate here a second. It was announced this week that the movie Scarface is getting a remake uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio as Tony Montana. That's a problem. And mm. Sofia Vergara playing the role of the yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer role. Uh, no. So, uh, no. All right, so here we go. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna put my business out on Front Street, like all in, all in already, and we'll just go from there. Scarface. <laughs> no, Scarface is a dumbass fucking movie. It's stupid. Yes. <laughs> it's long. It's overrated. It, everything that you could possibly think about movies that's long, overrated, and stupid is all rolled up in Scarface. I said it. Don't at me. I'm good. All right, Big Hutch. Scarface remake with your boy Leo and Sophia Vergara. I mean, who's going to direct it? I have no idea. I, I don't have one yet. It, I mean, I can if look. it were perhaps for Faisy or somebody, then I'd, I'd say, well, maybe he could contribute a different take to it. But yeah, the director is going to be pivotal also. So, but but Scarface is highly overrated. It is overrated. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's another movie that goes back to the time period that it came out. I mean, and it it has been overhyped and overrated too. Uh, yeah, so it has like and black folks love it, and I don't know. Yeah, why. black folks do yeah. love it. Absolutely love it. I don't know yeah, why. I, I don't I, either. I would. I mean, I barely watched the original Scarface, and it was a struggle. Yeah. So I would not watch this one with your eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that's fine. Um, see, I thought we were gonna have this debate. I was hoping one of y'all would actually love that movie so I could go off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping yeah, for it. Um, 
I mean, like, like I said, for for that the time the period that it came out, you know, I guess it was kind of okay. Um, you know, the cousin had Al Pacino, and he was uh, over the top. But um, yeah, it has been you know overhyped quite a bit. But okay. if you talk about the remake throwing in Sophia Vergara, that is, oh, my goodness, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> not exactly a talk great actress. A one-note actress, and she barely has that one note. She got two big notes, actually. Yeah, <laughs> too big. <laughs> really big notes. Um, my my issue, too, is that, you know, I know y'all all love Leo or whatever. I'm, you know, give or take on the dude. But... The movie is about a Cuban immigrant in Miami or whatever. Um, I'm fairly certain that Leo ain't Cuban. There's not a, like a Spanish actor <laughs> y'all could have got. To, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, I was going to mention it. It's the problem yeah. with Pacino too doing it too. But you know, it's the '80s. Now y'all know about like freaking different cultures and whatnot. It's it, it's insulting to hire like a white dude to play a Spanish dude. It is. It's insulting. I, I don't care what yeah. they say. It's flat out insulting unless you're going to change the whole backstory of the movie, which again you could change all of it for all I care. I don't give a fuck. I ain't yeah, seen shit and, and, and maybe that that's the approach that they're going with. Maybe they're going to change some aspects of the story, and then I think the director is going to be pivotal as well. But again, you put Sofia Vergara in there, and oh my goodness, that just yeah. drops the several mm. page immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, so, yeah, it, it is what it is, but I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm good on skipping that one. All right. All right, so I think that wraps up Blurred Notes for the week. I think all of our topics, that was all seven. Yes, it is. All right, so as we cross over the little over the one hour mark, we'll sit straight into the STFUs. Here comes the sounder for that. All right, so as we head into the STFUs, uh, one of my favorite portions of the podcast, I know it's Big Hutch. Now, female specs, we always start with you, and then you're like, I ain't got nobody. And then we come back, and you're like, yeah, 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 and this motherfucker too. So, you got anybody? <laughs> well, this week I have several. <laughs> oh, wow. Good. I have several. Most of them revolve around the orange crazy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, well, we're going to start with, you know, him, of course, saying that more people attended his inauguration and the picture that, that showed that there was a, a big, significant difference. Then him copying uh, our previous president's cake. Yes, I mean, the inauguration cake. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what's with them plagiarizing everything? Damn, you can't be original? <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> and um, oh, and the alternative facts and all that. Um, mm-hmm. and what else was there? Oh, and then him supposedly investigating this voter fraud, and then they yeah. found out that several members of his administration and his one of his daughters was registered in two different locations. Right. So, uh, yeah, all this. Uh, yeah, 
I, yeah. I don't know what to say for this, but yeah. Yeah, anything is anything associated with Trump, his presidency, his candidacy, his family, his everything about him can get us shut the fuck up. Like everything about it, the whole week. I mean, that's not even touching on the executive order from Friday night that stranded all these legal citizens of the United States at airports and whatnot. I mean, it's just it's literally he's just making it up as he goes along. He really is to a point, you know. But actually, and that's not fair. Actually, he's making—he's not making it up. They've had this all plotted out with what they were going to do, with like no thought about the repercussions of it to Americans, to uh, relationships abroad. Like they didn't think anything. I was like, oh, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do it because it's so white centric. So right. Man, he shut oh, the and fuck up. another thing—they found out that his administration is using a private email server. Did he yeah. not get on? Uh, Hillary for that and her whole email situation. So yeah. now he's going to turn around oh, and do yeah. the same thing. What the fuck, man? Yeah, this nigga is tweeting. <laughs> this nigga is tweeting from an unsecured Android phone someplace. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. The president. They're going to have to tackle that for take that job from an Android. Android. Yeah, this is, this is uh, yeah. I, yeah I it's bad. bad. Yeah. All right. Big Hodge. I don't have anything. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You said you had an SCS. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I do have no. something else. Sorry. I've been drinking. Uh, well, one <laughs> SCSU is to the producer to put my screen name out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was, yes, I'm in the city where the professional football team will be playing next Sunday in the big game. And I've been here the whole time, and this city is a bunch of fair weather fans. Somebody that I know came up in here and so damn near Rick Flair Regalia, Falcon Deer, I mean, Gold, gold studded uh, plates and emblems and uh, gold chains. And I wonder who he would be referring to. Yeah, I don't know who he's talking about. I don't know. I mean, but just the whole city, the whole city is doing the same thing. Where I mean, up until I would say about week ten, they was like, eh, this team might be lucky to make the playoffs, or if they do. You know, you know, we'll be happy when you know if they lose a kid. It's about firing the coach after one year, seventeen <laughs> weeks ago, eighteen weeks ago. Now all of a sudden, he's the coach of the town. Matt Ryan is the best quarterback ever. Yeah, you will never hear me say that. Right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this whole town is a big phony face. <laughs> Duly noted. Uh, <laughs> somebody. I was telling somebody the other day, and I was like, man, yeah, anybody's like, oh, I cheer for the Falcons that lives in and around the metro area. It's like, people cheer for the Georgia Bulldogs in Georgia. They don't care about no damn Falcons. Uh, that's just some secondary riding on the coattails bullshit right there. Like, like pro football in Atlanta is, like, so secondary, it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a joke. So, yeah, I, I, I hear you on the fair weather, folks. Sam, man, you got anybody giving STFU? 
Yeah, just the standard Trump. Hashtag hate, okay. hate pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. Hate just, pumpkin. Yeah, it's, yeah, just for doing every damn thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we already touched on it. Fuck you, Trump. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and to Heinz Ward, his brother, Beavis, fuck you, too. <laughs> um, I got a couple, um, and we'll start from the top from the, the syllabus. Um, Newsweek had the audacity to write a, uh, uh, an article, an editorial comment that basically said, "Is the Ob- are the Obamas to blame for the rise of Trump? Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, they will blame black people for any fucking thing. Anything man. and everything. Yeah, I mean, that that is the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, so he was black, so it's his fault. What the fuck are you talking about? Are you serious? Like, I mean, I only read like a couple of paragraphs, and I was like, I can't do this. I ain't got time for this. But I mean, it's the headline in of itself. Total clickbait. I understand and get it. But I mean, come on, man. Y'all gotta have somebody that's rubber stamping that. That's like, nah, we can't put that out. This is ridiculous. How you blaming black folks for something that they had nothing to do with? I mean, come on. So, yeah. So, in Newsweek, you get an STFU. Um, there was an article this week. I think it was in Variety, um, but I might be misquoting the source. Uh, there was an article about Emmett Till. Um, if you're not familiar yeah, with the Emmett Till story, I don't – yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why you're listening to this podcast. But um, the lady that you – know, Emmett Till was right. young, well, African-American boy who was killed mm-hmm. by a white mob and uh, – you know, uh, basically this white woman accused him of like catcalling her and her, and she told her husband they went down and killed and found him and killed him. Um, it was like a real start of the civil rights movement. And, um, she came out like, like 60 some odd years later here and was like, yeah, that didn't actually happen. You know, whatever she said to Emmett Till did, you know, she's still alive. Whatever she did, he didn't, right. he didn't actually do that. And so I'm like, fuck you. Trying and to kill- she's in Chris- hiding. She's in yeah, hiding. she's in hiding. She's such a yeah. punk bitch that she knows it. Oh, I mean, that, uh, yeah. yeah. I, Fuck I, you I, trying to clear your conscience 62 years it. later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's on Be a punk bitch and go and hide because she's afraid people going to try to hurt her. Really? Yeah, for real. Why ain't the government coming after her old ass and drag her old ass over someplace else? Like, mm-hmm. she freaking lied and got a kid killed. Ain't that like he got, you know, murdered. roughed up a little bit? He was murdered. Yes. Okay? But nah, you know, like, man, that's, man, listen. Six, two years later, you can't be like, yeah, my fault, my bad. This ain't like scuffing somebody's sneakers. You got somebody's freaking kid killed uh, for lying. And it goes all back to the stuff like, you know, where freaking white women and people in general don't understand they're, they're such delicate snowflakes, air quotation marks, that anybody that says anything or to them or about them or whatever, people get their freaking panties in a wad and want to believe them. It's like when Lena Durham tried to run o- Odell Beckham Jr. because he didn't, you know, he looked at me funny or something like that. Like, shit, that shit gets niggas killed. You better shut the fuck up, for real. Like, even now and to this day. So, yeah, I, I that pissed me off. I was one of those, I was sitting there at work reading that, you know, on my lunch break, and I was like, I can't go deal with these white folks right now. I need to take a minute. <laughs> and, like, and like you said, that was, that was also pivotal of start to the civil rights movement, and that picture was used, was so significant to the civil rights movement, and, yeah. you know, just to think that it, it, it does make you angry if you really, you know. Oh, yeah. No, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, it's, it's awful. It's awful. Mm-hmm. And here this lady 
It's just she she was allowed to live her life or whatever, and now she wants mm-hmm. to go into hiding and, and feel bad about it or whatever. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope, J- I hope at the pearly gates, I hope Jesus fucking Dikembe Mutombo is your ass back to hell. That's what I hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hope. And wags the finger in your face while he after he does it too. So, man, yeah, whatever, man. All right. Uh, my last one. Is everybody still there? I'm sorry. I dropped my Dikembe Mutombo reference. Hello? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if y'all lost you there. Um, and my last one uh, was for, this is going on, I don't even know what the hashtag is, and I don't really care to even share it, but whatever. It's essentially these people are like, oh, poor Melania Trump, you know, because yeah. she's, you know, caught in the middle of this shit. Like, bitch, no. you married that motherfucker. You married, exactly. you knew what you married. She's you wanted them. Yep. She knew what she was getting into. She married him for the money. So now uh, she's mm-hmm. complaining because he treats her like shit. Did you see did. Um, when they showed, like, um, there's a video that's going around during the inauguration. He turned around yeah. and smiled behind him. He turned around and said something to her, and her smile immediately disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, see, mm-hmm. yeah around. exactly. So I don't yeah. know what he said to her. And then there was another situation where, as they were walking into the White House, I guess, to greet um, President Obama and Michelle, he was walking several steps in front of her. They said that has never been done. Yeah. Every president, you know, throughout history has always es- escorted their wife, you know, up the steps, whatever. Uh, the Orange Creek was like, fuck that. He left her way behind yeah. and walked right up oh, the yeah. steps. Oh, yeah. So that's tell yeah. you what kind of person he is. Yeah. Oh, Trump yeah. was like, we don't Trump. love these. Trump mm-hmm. like, we don't love these hoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you damn sure don't love her. No, I mean, well, Donald Trump is in love with himself and only himself. Oh, yeah. That's he all he cares about. It is very clear. A very narcissistic, um, yeah, a megalomaniac. Yeah. Uh, uh, delusions of grandeur, you you yeah. name it. <laughs> yeah, but the poor Melania people is the same people like the people we ran about that didn't know the ACA and Obamacare was the same thing. And the same mm-hmm. people that, you know, oh, your husband got caught stuck at the airport and he's a legal citizen, but you voted for him? Fuck you, nigga. You voted for that fool. That's on you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, Yeah, I'm looking for a fuck to give because I can't find one because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you, you did that shit. That's on you. Fuck you. How the hell mm-hmm. you think that that was going to work out for you? Shit. Vote against your own self-interest. Go hate yourself someplace else. Eat a dick and shit. <laughs> I don't care about that stuff, man. I hate, man. Y'all know me. I don't really care. For, I don't have a lot of time for freaking crazy folks and uh, that kind of stuff, man. You can't get no pity from something that you put on yourself. I'm sorry, man. Mm. Whatever, man. That's too bad. So like, oh man, people are like, oh, I can't believe this. This is affecting me this way. Shit, welcome to our world, man. Black people have been living like this forever, having to be worrying about every little detail about what's going to affect us. Surprise, welcome to the party. It ain't no fun on this side sometimes. So, good luck. But, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, so that's, uh, I think that's my list. Hot, you got somebody? You always think of something while I'm talking. I have nothing else at this time. Okay, thanks. Uh, anybody else got any other ones? I, I have a couple more. I told you I had a okay. list. Oh, um, all right. All right. Uh, my next one would be for Wiki Howe. I don't know if you've heard about this. 
um, they they did, um, I guess, you know, article, whatever, about how to become a congressman, and they whitewashed the phone uh, with Mama Beyonce and Jay-Z and basically made them white. Mm-hmm. And there was a Twitter uproar about this. <laughs> yes. But, yes, they whitewashed the photo, or it was a cartoon, actually. They yeah, I did see that. Oh. oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah, and then they mm. came back and apologized once the Twitter uh, went off on them. But, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. The other one goes to uh, Jerry Seinfeld who made some bullshit-ass joke about, you know, he does that um, that TV, well, not TV series, but it's a internet series, Comedians in Cars. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, um, where, well, he was having um, a comedian on, on the show, uh, Louis Black. I don't know if you're familiar with him. We know him. Anyway, he, mm-hmm. he made a, a crass joke, uh, basically, and said that, Black Lives Matter in reference to Louis Black, but yeah, uh, a comment mm. towards the BLM movement. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. That's bullshit yeah. too, but yeah. <laughs> Stay in your lane, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Stay in your lane, man. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on so called white allies, by the way. Um, you know, huh. these so called white folks that are supposedly on my side, but nah. I'm not, not so exactly. sure about that sometimes. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld can give one. That's fine. I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, and then all those others as well. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's the SFU's Hutch. Sandman, got anybody else? No, I can't think of anybody else right now. Okay. Of course, after I have enough, I'll think of somebody. But <laughs> yeah. I can't do it now. And the producer gets one, too. Damn. All right. <laughs> 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 so, um, uh, but and so that's the bad part of it. Let's just real quick and transition before as we start to wrap up the podcast. Uh, can we give some standing ovation, whatever uh, the opposite of an SDFU is? To one, we'll give it to Roger Federer for winning his 18th Grand oh, Slam yeah, this morning. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah six yeah. three in the I fifth was over. Yes, over Rafa and the doll. Um, Very mm-hmm. happy to hear he's being ass dick in the doll. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. This is hard. Damn. Uh, why, why can't we believe with the Venus story and the Serena story as opposed to the white and white dude? No, I wanted to give the I wanted to give them the top billing. You start on the bottom, man, and then you give them top billing. So yeah, I'm gonna give Roger his his whatever. That's fine. Roger gets 18. That's fine. I was getting to the fact that thank you very much. You go get SDFU. That and also let's get to talking about Venus and Serena. Serena, in my estimation, is the greatest tennis player of all time. That's male or female. Now that she's got 23 Grand Slams, and she was the greatest one before that. By the way, it didn't matter if she had broken a grass record or not. But now that she broke it, you can't say shit. But two, mm-hmm. Venus yeah, making it to the final. Yeah, but Venus making it to the finals at 36. It's unprecedented, especially on the women's side of, like, female uh, tennis players getting to the finals. So, like, for, for sure, that is one of the greatest things that has happened already in 2017. You can keep that kind of momentum going in terms of, like, blackness. Like, we're straight. Now, and I want to see that, like, all the way. 
Not yep. to mention these sisters are still kicking ass well into their thirties. For most mm-hmm. tennis players, their careers are well done, Been done. And over with at that age. So yeah, they're still kicking ass. So mm-hmm. you know their detractors can't say jack shit. Not they jack shit. Just a yeah, shut the fuck up. And you literally yeah. talking about 10 years difference. I mean, you could have been in 2006 and we could have seen a match between Rafa and whatever and, and, and Federer and the Williams sisters in finals of a Grand Slam. And it's 2016. I mean, Serena has an opportunity, and I wish she had done it a couple of years ago because it could have really shut everybody the fuck up if she had made that calendar of the career Grand Slam. And so now she has the actual opportunity to do it now that she won Australia. She won't be favored to win the French, but you never know. I mean, she's already won it twice, you know, and then Wimbledon and, and Wimbledon in the U.S. Open, she'll be favored to win. So she needs to go ahead and get them, get the 24, 25, 26 majors, put that shit out of, like, that's astronomical range. Ain't nobody touching that. That's going to be like, you know, 56 hits by DiMaggio, and then it's done. You know what? I'm good. I'm the best ever. Look at my record. Everybody can shut the fuck up. Period. And kiss my left and right yep. foot. And ki- yeah, and kiss my black <laughs> ass all over the place. <laughs> you got nothing. Okay? So, yeah, man. Yeah, that's an apple teeny. Yeah, but it's, it's true. Like I said, I mean, Serena is the greatest. And he's the greatest. The greatest, the greatest, the greatest uh, tennis player. I'm not even... There's no arguing in terms of male and female. What she's done for the longevity at her age, mm-hmm. it's not it's not even thinkable to be seeing what she's doing. It's not like she's, you know, barely winning these things. She's dominating, too. That's no, she's I mean. dominant. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to use, dominant. Yeah. Yeah, she's dominant. So, yeah, so Fed uh, and then Venus and Serena. Venus, you... You got your t- your shine too. You know, I know I I wasn't even sure who I wanted to root for. I was like, well, I know Serena will probably get twenty three some other time. Venus probably maybe possibly will not make another Grand Slam final based on age and you know the last yeah. few years or whatever. So I was kind of like, yeah. I don't want Venus to win, but I want her to break this record so the people can shut up about grass. Like I just, <sighs> you know. But it was great <laughs> to watch, great to see. Um, so yeah, thought you got nothing on this tennis talk, man. It's your sport. It is. It is my sport. I did watch. I watched bits and pieces of both matches. Um, yes, Serena is Geo is gold. Federer is gold, and uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, this is. And and, and, mm-hmm. and and like we pointed out, both of them are are kicking ass well into their thirties. Whereas you know that's considered a time period or a time period when most careers are over, especially yep. as far as tennis is concerned. So yep. yeah, that they're still going and still kicking ass uh, says a lot. Yeah, and both great yep. ambassadors of the game as well. You know, it's not like you know, mm-hmm. much as I love John Wagner or whatever, he wasn't exactly a great ambassador of the game. <laughs> you know, he's somebody. You know, both of them are, you know, people that have grown the game and have done everything to help expand the game of tennis. So, uh, bravo, man, standing claps. And even for you, Rafa, we'll give you a standing clap. He Had he been playing anybody else but Federer, I would have been cheering for Rafa because he's 30 years old as well. And, you know, men winning Grand Slams past 28 is a big deal. He's already yes. 30. 
So, I mean, it's a huge deal. So, uh, let alone 35. I mean, it's just it's unheard of almost. I think Ken Rosenthal made a one-one at like some 30-some-odd years old. But that was back in the day where, you know, if you won the, the year before, all you did was play in like the, the finals. You know, somebody, you know, everybody played and you only had to play like one match. So, it's just, you know, not, it's completely different. 35-year-old was playing two weeks' worth of tennis and he won three five-set matches to do it. Shit. You can't tell him shit. <laughs> so, uh, so, bravo. All right. That wraps up podcast number 55 for Brothers Comics. Um, any Brothers Comics business and news on you guys' side? You know I got one big one. Hutch? I've got nothing. No? Female perspective? N- no. Uh, no. I Sandy Man? And that would be zero. No, sir. All right. Okay. We've been talking about this for a few weeks on the podcast about if you were praying, folks, about praying for Rose Comics to get the uh, the press pass credential for Star Wars Celebration in Orlando in April. And um, I think it was, it was my son had basketball practice. So I think it was Wednesday night. I was just checking my email, sitting there, waiting and bored out of my mind. I was like, oh, something from whatever, these people. Let me see what this is. And then, sure enough, we got the credential. So, yeah, it's really yeah. represented wow, Star Wars Celebration congrats. in April. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, tough, yeah, it's a big deal. It's the huge Star Wars convention celebration. Um, yeah, it rotates <laughs> It rotates in different parts of the world, really, uh, but it always kind of settles back in Orlando. Um, so, yeah, this is a huge, huge deal. Um, so, yeah, so we'll be going to that in April. Um, I'm already looking to try to get my hotel so I can stay there the entire weekend. I'm gonna be taking off a day of work so I can get my Friday, Saturday, Sunday on. Um, so yeah, big big deal. Um, so we have that in April. We'll have South Carolina Comic Con the weekend of March 25th to the 28th. Got that covered, um, and then a couple of cons later in the summer. Um, uh, Mega Con is the big one um, in Orlando, and a couple in Fort Lauderdale, Miami later in the year. Um, I think that is about it for Brothers Comics business. We do um uh the we'll be real quick, Kyle, we're gonna go right to that ninety minute mark. Um Riverdale did premiere on uh the CW this week. Um I did a ten minute review, it's on SoundCloud and iTunes if you wanna hear about what it was. It was okay. The ratings open super soft. Um I almost made it I had it as a blurred note but I took it out. But basically, uh, I don't think the show will be around for very long. That's basically my um, my interpretation. It was it was okay. It is what it is. They didn't have to call it Riverdale. They could have made that show and called it any other name. It didn't. You know, having the Archie people attached to it is it going to make people want to watch it? And I'll throw this to Hutch. Like, who's the audience for this show, Hutch? Uh, you and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't name it for you. Yeah. And I and, and I, I, I would, young adult. Yeah, I yeah. would argue that I am not the audience for this show. That you know you're making a show about you know kids that are thirty trying to play teenagers. So you're appealing <laughs> you know to like a a white female audience who ain't never picked up an Archie comic book ever in their life. So why do they care about Archie? So what? Where's the appeal for them? And so people that have read Archie that are not white teenagers are watching this shit like who the f- what what 
why is Archie sleeping with Miss Grundy? What the what? <laughs> you know. So they're like, eh, I ain't for this. So uh, I am thinking of doing a side podcast on it. Uh, met two uh, people on Twitter, two females, black females that are fans of Archie that uh, want to talk about this show. So I think we'll talk about it as long as it's on. It has a 16 episode run on the IMBD. Uh, I'll be surprised if it makes all 16. That's the my over prediction. Under is- over under is five. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would mm. I would give it seven or eight, but yeah, um, it, it's it, it. I think it opened at like one point three million people, which you know a CW show is not going to gather huge ratings anyway. But then the, its demographics in the eighteen to forty nine were not very good. You know, they they float those low ratings if they can get the young the people to buy or their parents to have to buy the shit for them that will go out and see that stuff, and that was low too. So it, it's not a, if that was the debut. We'll see how it goes, um, but yeah. So we'll still be on that live tweet for that. Uh, we're actually working with another group of people. It's um, it took the pretty little Riverdale hashtag off. We're going to do it's uh, hashtag the Chocolate Shop. A uh, bunch of black podcasters talking about uh, Archie. So hashtag Chocolate Shop to join us for the uh, live tweet on Riverdale Thursdays at nine. I know, I know. So all right. So that's, again, wrapping up podcast number 55 for Brothers Comics. You can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, you can follow Sandman. Sandman, tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on uh, the Twitters at Sandman415. Please uh, drop me a line. We can always tell each other to go to hell. Always available. Uh, and you can also find Sandman on Facebook under the same name. You can find the producer on Twitter at Brothers Comics. You can find the producer uh, and Female Perspective and Big Hutch on the Facebook page at Brothers Hutchinson on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well at Brothers Comics. Uh, I'm on uh, what Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think that's it. I don't think I have any other social media platforms. Tumblr. I think I'm on Tumblr too at Brothers Comics. So, yeah. I don't know that I use it or anything like that. But anyway, all right. So this is uh, the producer rounding out and signing off for podcast number 55. We'll see you guys on the other side. Uh, Female Perspective, go ahead and sign off. Uh, Adios from the Female Perspective. And I also have a musical uh, selection. Yes, I'm so sorry. All right, what are we closing out with? Uh, I borrowed this from a, a television commercial, so. We're not doing the Mary so, Tyler Moore thing? We're not no, doing the Mary no. Tyler Moore thing? Well, I think you probably did the Mary Tyler Moore thing. But my selection huh. is Marion Hill and the song is called Down. Down? Yes. Okay. D-O-W-N. Okay. I'll add it in in post-production. You'll hear it as it starts to play out here. Big Hodge, go ahead and uh, sign off then, Female Perspective. Adios from the Female Perspective. Big Hutch, sign off. Uh, yes, uh, you can catch me. Uh, my name is Robbie. Where are you changing the song, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and it's all my and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I wonder if I can add one of those bleep outs into the post-production. <laughs> all right, it's Sandman. Go ahead and sign off. Until next time, this is Sandman. I'm out. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. We'll let this song take us out. All right. Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace.